As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Financial Choices Matter podcast with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor and all-around good guy there in the Scottsdale area. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm good, Mark. Thank you very much. Uh, it's summer. It's, you know, anybody that knows Scottsdale and the greater Phoenix area in the summertime knows it's summer. So it's, you know, I mean, we say that every time, but yeah. I'm waiting for summer to be over. Thank you. Very well, much. <laughs> I think the, uh, I think the, the heat has fried your microphone because we're having a little audio issues this go around your uh, your normal nice little podcasting mic is just not wanting to work so we're we're going via laptop we're going i guess sort of old school maybe <laughs> okay well that's i went to an old school so i guess that's that's gonna work there you go well you know so. it's pretty funny one of the things that that wound up being short in short supply charles over the last several months has been webcams and usb mics because everybody has been buying this stuff up since the uh the shutdown yeah. started from working from home and this, that, and the other. So for the longest time, it was very hard to go on and, and get a new one. They're just now starting to be readily available. There all sorts of knockoff brands came out of the woodwork left and right. You can find $20 USB mics uh, galore, but they typically aren't very, you know, very good. Right, but right. yeah, so interesting side effects sometimes as the things that we see from, uh, you know, what's happened with the shutdown and all that good jazz, you know, you never know oh, yeah. where it's going to come at you. And since technology is not my strong point, so I, I, you know, I it just I always defer to you, and we're we're both stumped. Yeah, we're a little stumped. We're a little stumped why it's not why it doesn't want to work today. But we're going to power through the way we're doing it. So let's get into it. This one is on the house is the name of the uh, topic for today. So you know, maybe you mosey up to the bar and and you want a drink, and they say this one's on the house kind of thing, but. Instead of that, we're talking about the actual house, our actual home, and how it might fit into your retirement plans from downsizing to rental properties and so on and so forth. So let's dive in and talk about a few of these things. Uh, where do you stand on the classic debate, Charles? Pay off the house as soon as possible or enjoy these really low interest rates we've got? Well, we just refinanced, so we're enjoying the low interest rates. I am. I don't know. If you have a house without a mortgage, that's an old... It's. It's an old-fashioned, I think it's a way more emotional issue than it is a financial issue. Our contention has always been, if you've got your house paid off, that's great. You still have to buy groceries. And I've never found a grocery store. Safeway doesn't do it, I know. They will not take your screen door and give you groceries in back. you got to have some money. So I, I guess it just depends on your financial situation. And I'm not going to go into the topic of reverse mortgages today because that's way too complicated for this. But I just think, you know, why do you want to pay it off? Is it is there a real good financial reason? Still have to pay taxes, still have to pay insurance, still have to take care of the maintenance. I don't know. You know, we saved about four or five hundred bucks on a on a monthly mortgage payment by just refinancing. So that we try to take advantage of the low rates. That's it's it's one of those questions that does not have a specific answer. This absolute because it depends on the people. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and maybe what we'll do is a podcast on reverse mortgages one day, just because like you said, it is a pretty, could be a pretty lengthy conversation. Oh, yeah. um, what about the downsizing conversation? Is it wise to downsize to a smaller home at retirement? Now there could be all kinds of reasons for this and many people do entertain oh, it. Yeah, absolutely. Downsize. I think I would call it right size. Find the home that works for you. Does it have enhancements for aging? Does it have a roll in shower? 
Does it have wider doors to the bathroom? Those are the kinds of things that you might want to be looking for. It doesn't mean it necessarily has to be smaller. Maybe you've got something that's much more you know, compact already and you can't get much smaller. But you can certainly find something that uh, seems to fit your needs as you age. Right. It's, it's different. And I think that's the right way to look at it. Can I right size stuff? And there's a lot of information out there about how do you do that? What are the things you need? You know, can you, is it one of those bathtubs? I hope I never have to do this where you, you know, the door opens, you get in, you close it, and then you fill it up and you'll drain it. Then you open the door and get out. You don't have to step over it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, but that's reality. That, that can happen. No, it can. I think it's right sizing. I, that's the term I would use. I like that. Right sizing. That That's a good idea. Yeah. Cause maybe you want a single floor versus, you know, going upstairs oh, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And yeah, so there's a lot. And now, you know, Maybe you just don't want the outside. You know, everybody's got their things. Maybe you don't want to take care of the big yard outside or whatever the case right. is. So, right. yeah, there's lots of things to uh, take into account when it comes to the house. And a lot of times there's the emotional component anyway of well, what yeah. do you want to do with it. If you if you do want to move because you think, well, this is where we raise the family and yada, yada. Yeah. So yeah. definitely worth having a conversation, not only with your significant other, but with your advisor and seeing how it all plays together. Uh, rental property. Good idea yeah. for creating income in, in retirement. Yay, nay. Where do you fall here? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a couple, we've we've owned rental property in the past, and I when when people ask me about it, what do you think? I said, have you ever patched a gunshot hole from a tenant? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Jerry and I have patched gunshot holes. Wow. So if you've never had that, you that's a factor. Honest guy, we had one tenant that tried everything on the cooktop and never cleaned off the cooktop. I mean, it was just it's astonishing wow. what people are like. Oh yeah. I also think if you're going to do it, it's a, it can be very financially rewarded. Our, the biggest concern is, are you handy? Can you fix stuff? Because if you've got to pay somebody else to fix stuff, then it gets expensive. Yeah, if you're uh, not doing the 2 a.m. toilet calls, right? Because yeah, the yeah. stuff stopped working. Yeah, yeah that's um, true. People that like doing it, like doing it. Great. If you have never well, done it and just think it would be really cool, you've got a bunch of, call me for Pete's sake. I'll give you a list of stuff to figure out. And, well, uh, some people still want to do it. Yeah. Some people want multiple homes to really generate some good income. And then you might oh, be yeah. looking at more like a property management deal. And then you right. have to make sure you're factoring that in. Is it still worth the costs yep. and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I, yeah, it can be. Uh, I know lots of people that have been very successful uh, financially and are very happy doing it. And I think it's cool. It just, it wasn't for us. We figured that out. Thank goodness. And uh, don't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, and you got to factor in the stress, right? Do you want to deal with, you know, tenants in and out and all that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. And it depends on the kind of home and where it's at and all those things. So again, all these uh, kind of this one's on the house kind of factors are certainly valid questions, but ones that you need to really run through with your significant other as well as your advisor and say, hey, totally. let's talk through all of these. Let's weigh out some pros and cons and, and yada yada to see if we're getting in the right place. Uh, all right. What complications, if any, Charles, have you seen when handling real estate when it comes to a state and legacy plans. Now, I don't mean necessarily for folks who have a bunch of homes like we just right. talked about. This could be just you only own the one or maybe you do own a couple of rentals. Either way, have you seen some complications? Yeah, people don't get it right uh, as far as when they give what to to whom, if it is, even if it's just the house you've got. A lot of times people will put, uh, an, an older parent will put a child on the deed. You know, they want to get, you know, so they'll, be, they'll own it jointly. You run into some monumental liability issues. And so it's a case by case basis, but I think you know there's also the gift, the gifting issue. Did you give it to them? Is it valued? Did it you know does it exceed the gifting limits that you have? There's a bunch of stuff that most people. Oh, I just want to do it because then I you know I've got to take it care of ahead of time. Yeah, 
don't do that without asking somebody. Then ask us, and if we don't know the answer, I mean, talk to an attorney, talk to a real estate attorney or an estate planning attorney, because people people make big mistakes when they do this. They just, I mean, it's like I want to put my child on a on a checking account. Great, but then you have liability. You have liability if they hit somebody. They're going to come after all of their assets if their assets are in both names, using it, yours and a child. Uh, then they're going to come after you too. It's just don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You think it's the right thing to do, and then if you've got all of these un- unforeseen circumstances that could come up, so be careful. Very true. Very true. Well, that was a little conversation about you know, some things when the house is involved. We're going to slightly switch gears here for some just some general life advice from those who have lived through retirement. I had a couple of interesting things I saw I just wanted to share with our listeners this week on the podcast and just get your take on it, Charles. Uh, an 84-year-old woman named Charlotte said, we should act like we're going to need our body to the age of 100. If we take care of our body, live right and go to the doctor and keep ourselves in good shape, it'll certainly make our retirement years a little easier to deal with from a health standpoint. Oh, duh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's easier. Why wouldn't you? That's easier do said that? than done though, right? That's, you know. That just makes that just makes sense. It's, you know, the it's it's none of us get out of here alive. The 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 capsule that you live in, you know, just take care of it. It makes a lot of other stuff a lot simpler if if you do. And it's not for some people it's very difficult for other people they're just lazy. Don't be lazy. Take care of stuff. Yeah, and and then apply. You know, I get it. It's hard. There's a lot of things in life where we, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, right? Some people just hate going to the gym and working yeah. out. Some don't want to sit down and deal with their finances. Some don't want to, you know, I don't know, mow the yard. You know, yeah. <laughs> whatever the case is, right? Yeah. There's always something there. So definitely good advice. Take care of our wealth, but also take care of our health when it comes Absolutely. to retirement. All right, uh, a Japanese doctor who lived to 105, I was reading this, said uh, to find a purpose that keeps you busy. He suggests that never retiring is a better option because if you try to do it, you know, later on with something that brings you purpose, well, you know, you, you're, you'll probably kind of enjoy yourself. You've got something to keep you motivated, I guess, right? So it's kind of a lasting sentiment of his was that life is all about contribution, not just for yourself, but for others. Truer words were never spoken. I mean, really, really, really. You got to have a purpose. I, you, what you retire, you retire from life. You retire from a job. It's a totally different thing. George, yeah, it was George Bird. Somebody said, when are you ever going to retire? And I think he was 80, 88 or something. They asked the question. He said, and do what? I love what I do. You know, there's a purpose to what I do. There's a reason for doing it. You can help others. I mean, that's all this is. You can switch what you're doing, but just keep doing it. Do something that brings you joy and makes, you know, and if it helps others, all the better. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Right. Well, you know, that's that's humans for you, though. I don't know. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know about you. If you've uh, turned on the television any time in the last, oh, I don't know, nine months, we seem to live on the edge of complicated all the time. So, you know, extremism is is taking over in, in just about every walk of life. And certainly finance can, is the same way. You've got people who are just very willing to sit and do nothing because they're they're always oh, yeah. they're always waiting for well once once this happens then I'll make a move or once that happens yep. and then you got others that are gung ho all the time and throwing caution to the wind so it seems as though 2020 has been that way on a lot of different things so it's definitely easy to get wrapped up in it but do yourself a favor and take a step back from that a little bit and yep. you know talk through some of these things with your advisors that's one of the reasons we do the podcast is hopefully to share useful nuggets of ideas or information with you that might get you thinking and if you've got a question or concern reach out to Charles before you take any action whether it's about the home or it's just 
podcast about some retirement advice, whatever that might be, whether it's from a uh, emotional side or a planning side. You know, someone who does this every day, it's a lot different than those of us who are only going to tackle retirement once. Now, Charles is only going to retire once himself, but he's retired <laughs> a lot of other folks. So a lot of experience. Now, I'm never going to retire. Never going to. There you go. See, he's one that's of those as well. Too much fun. There you go. See, that's what that guy just said. Chase the passions, right? All right. Well, let me give out some. Let me give out some information. We're going to take an email question and we'll wrap it up this week. Again, if you do have questions, reach out to Charles at four eight zero five one three eighteen thirty. That's how you can call him. 480-513-1830 or just go to pelotoncapital.com that's p-e-l-l-e-t-o-n capital.com pelotoncapital.com you can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like to use whether you're an apple person or spotify or Google or whatever it is you might use, just type in Financial Choices Matter in their search box. Or again, you can find it all at pelotoncapital.com. And while you're there, shoot us an email question. We may ask it on the show. And that's what we're going to do right now. Shelby in Mesa says, uh, Charles, I'm thinking that I'll spend a lot of time, uh, a lot of money, excuse me, during the first few years of retirement. And then after maybe five years or so, I figure it's going to start paring back. Is that how it usually works? Yeah, that's really pretty much it. Years and years ago, I heard... Somebody call it go, go, slow, go, and no, go. The different eras of retirement. Mm-hmm, right. uh, you know, in the beginning, you're doing a bunch of stuff because you've been saving up. You, that's what you, you know, you've got your bucket list. These are all the things I want to accomplish. Now that I've got time and I can do all the things I want to do, whatever that happens to be. Right. And then as you get older, it slows down a little bit and you did them. So you don't have to go do them again. You had the experience of doing them. And then, you know, and, you know, assuming that nothing really seriously medically happens to you, then at some point in time, you still slow down more and you're not doing much. So I think the go, go, slow, go, no, go makes sense. That's just, you know, that's the way the, the engine that we live in, which is our body, it's the way it works. It doesn't last forever. And, you know, at some point, you know, so she's, Shelby's right, right on task there. And that is, you know, have a list, get the things that you really want to do. doesn't mean that you can't add to the list as you go and you've just got to adjust what you want to accomplish with the things that you're a physically able to do and be financially able. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, and it's not an all or none. It's, you know, what's most important Just again, prioritize things. It's all right. That's pretty, not complicated. Sometimes, you know, it's real simple. That's nice. It's I not. Like yeah, yeah, it's not. But sometimes us humans, we tend to complicate things more than they need to. <sighs> no, that never happens. Does it? Not at all. Nah, we never. never do that. So there you go. Well, great question, Shelby. Thanks so much. So yeah, just, you know, try to take a step back. A lot of times folks uh, in general, uh, try not to overcomplicate it, pair it back a little bit and sit down and talk with somebody who can help you go through some of these things because they've seen it before numerous times. Reach out to Charles, have a chat, and that's going to do it for us this time on the podcast. Thank you, my friend. Hopefully we'll get you uh, back right on the microphone side here on the next show. I'm hoping so too. Thanks, Mark. We'll see you next time, folks, right here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.